Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we don't always know what we're saying, but we're saying a hell of a lot about the greatest <laughs> television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 74th episode in the series, Mixed Blessings. And I'd like to point out, <laughs> it is Mixed Blessings, whereas at the time of this recording... Hulu.com, uh, the the source for Golden Girls Intelligentsia these days <laughs> and streaming, actually, as we all know, uh, removed it in the summer of 2020, uh, given a lot of racial discourse about the uh, now infamous mud on the faces blackface scene, and then somehow put it back on. Right. <laughs> I guess. Like very I guess unceremoniously. Very unceremoniously and very like, uh, oh, I, I mean. It, it was like half the people said that they didn't want it to be taken away and half like corporate culture like, oh, people aren't as mad about race now. Let's mm -hmm. put it back on. But they put it back on as mixed blessing. Yeah, one single blessing. <laughs> one single blessing. And I'd just like to call everybody's attention that I absolutely was pedantic as hell and contacted Hulu support to tell them that it was wrong. So You can we'll... find a picture of the complaint on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Enrique Moss is on the case. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm, it's very, it's very incredible that we're here talking about this episode now. So this is like after, this is like a year and a half after summer of 2020, and how this like entered, you know, was thrust into the um, the, the the common culture, I guess. So yeah. people like who are generally aware of the Golden Girls, but like don't actually watch the show, had right. to hear like the bit media talking point about it. And then, of course, it got confused with Golden Palace, where Blanche has a Confederate flag, and we're not even going to get into that. But uh, it's it's just really interesting. So I don't I don't know. Like how how did you with that context? Like how did you uh, feel watching this episode again? Yeah. So I haven't seen it in a long time because even before it was pulled, I hadn't watched it. In, yeah. You know, very long. Right. Um, got dust off the old DVD player. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that my main sort of complaint or whatever about this episode is is not even one individual scene it's just that like the whole every single joke is like lol they're black you right. know it's so cheap i think it's very of the time i think it's very like 80s you know almost archie bunk like oh it, yeah it's you know it's got like an archie bunker type of feel but it's not as good or well done i think as all in the family does because at least from what I can recall, yeah. it's always very clear that Archie's wrong. You know, or like, yes. that, like it's yes, like, yes, yes. you know, look at how dumb this guy looks. But here, it's <laughs> for, all... For an actual intelligent person yeah, watching exactly. it. Was, yeah, right. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, but here, it's just... And I think the motivation is actually good, because I do think yeah. it would be interesting to explore this idea where... These two people are getting married, and one parent has a huge objection to the big age difference, you know, yes. 23 and 44, and then the other person's issue is with the race, and mm -hmm. it's like those two things are things you could see parents having objections mm -hmm. about, and mm -hmm. whatever, but it's just so cheap, it mm -hmm. feels like. A lot of the jokes are really cheap. Um, there is a lot of funny lines. Like, there's a, you yeah. know, like, oh, wait, let me get a pencil. Like, there's a yeah. lot of good jokes here, but... Um, yeah, that was my main takeaway, I would say. How did you... What was your... Well, I, I think what's interesting... I mean, I, I totally agree. And I think we should also preface this episode of, like, we're two white women. Right. And, yeah. like, I'm not going to comment on how other people should feel about 
the particular scene in this episode, or even just this episode overall. But there are obviously many schools of thought. A lot of people are like, it's not even blackface. I would argue that, like, you could see it both ways. Yes, that's not the intention, but what happens as a result is it basically ends up being blackface. And it's worked into a storyline that is running. It's not like all of a sudden they're on this beauty kick. So I think that also adds a layer of... People could justify it in that yes, way. Yes, yeah, a layer of justification. justification. It's never like, I don't know, you're, you're right, like it could be interpreted either way. And it, yeah, it's not... It's not a thrust to the side. Yeah. And I think, I, I totally agree with you that like the beats in the comedy of this episode in particular are very like, they're black, they're black, they're black. But it's so different compared to like the Marguerite episode where she immediately sort of responds to it and kind of has a like this amazing layer of commentary. Like, I feel like our entire episode of The Housekeeper was, like, me talking about those, like, three lines that she has in the beginning where she really kind of subverts things and, like, makes a really interesting commentary on race. Whereas, like, because of this very, like, guess who's coming to dinner vibe Mm -hmm. of the entire episode, like, you know, Lorraine and her mother and her aunts are all, like, the other. Mm -hmm. So, and because... The Golden Girls are the center stars and they're white and they don't have as much experience with black people right. being around, which is like, again, bullshit. Miami and also Blanche was raised in the South. Yeah. Um, but obviously segregation, racism, et cetera, et cetera, that runs yeah. through everything in American society. To your point, I think it's very true at the time of like how those characters would behave, but it just feels not great yeah. because like everything about them isn't like oh, them as people, it's like, first they're black, and everything right. else is foreign to me. Right, And yeah. like, you know, it's funny, because, like, the line, um, <laughs> the line of where Rose says, like, what color is black people's dandruff? Mm-hmm. It's, like, taken by itself, I actually think that that one is almost the least offensive to me, just because it is Rose's pure curiosity, um, and, like, of something she doesn't have experience with, right? Like, and it's, like, encouragement of, like, asking questions. Let me just try to figure this out. But at the same time, nothing is absence of, absent of context, right. right? So that also could be read as offensive. I ha- I'm happy that she asks another white person. Right. Yeah. As opposed to asking them right. directly. But there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. And yeah. in the context of all of the jokes about black, 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 you're like, okay, yet another one. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I think that is also what is part, partly frustrating for me is, like, they're, it's not all bad. Like, yeah. there's some stuff, like, I also really love when she's like, Amelia was savage, this kind of Spanish story. She like, thinks really hard about it, too. Yeah, it's so, so great. Like, and it is innocent, and it's it comes whatever. And even when Michael gets there, first of all, he just shows up out of nowhere and is like, I'm getting married. This guy sucks. Um, <laughs> but he's like, she's kind of, well, black. And Dorothy's like, <laughs> kind of black she is. And then she has this moment of uneasiness. But She's, She actually says, oh, God. Yeah, which I know. Which is really interesting. Yeah. It's not great. But she moves past it pretty quickly, and she gets to this place of, like, if you guys love each other, like, whatever, it's fine. Um, and you can actually see, I think, and again, B. Arthur plays it really well. She's doing so much in that one scene. I just, I just have to interrupt because yeah, like, yeah. you're talking about that. It's like, she she's the mother. And like she does say, she goes like, it's an awful lot to digest at once. And it's like, okay, your kid showed up. That's like one right. thing. He says he's getting married. 
kind of black, like all of this stuff going on. And then she's also doing her own internal bias because clearly she says, oh God, like it's like a whole thing. But then she gets to the point and you can almost like see the gears turning of like, I'm I'm being like I, I doubt she even said to her, I'm being racist right. in my head, but like she has some degree of like I need to get over that Hilarious. because yeah. he, yes he's he's in love, this is a good thing he's happy like it's almost like she has to get to all those conclusions very quickly right. and it's I mean again B Arthur plays it incredibly She's but so it's just good. so yeah. interesting that that oh god thing just reminds me of like my grandmother yeah, quite frankly very, right like I that of that yeah. time yeah. I think it's very true to life, and I think it's, like, a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also interesting that they do that thing where they have Sophia leave and then come back. You know, yeah. like, they always use that as, like, a device. <laughs> it really reminded me of uh, Jonathan Newman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Marguerite. And, yeah. Like, yeah, totally. it's all very, like, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and also it's reasonable that she would, regardless of whoever it is, like, your kid just showed up. Your kid who's, like, not unstable, but he's a little flighty little floozy um he and he's getting married you know so like totally. she's gonna need a minute yeah i think that's used actually really well done um the hilarity is that like in the actual timeline michael should be 44 i know i know he's like 23 i thought he was 30 i'm so confused how old is he <laughs> but you know he's older because he shaved his mustache yeah exactly he's like more mature now. <laughs> Um, he wears oh, ties. Also, there's a great Sonny Bono joke, very foreshadowed. Yes. He's going to be the mayor of Palm I Springs. know, exactly. It's kind of I, It is, because I have not watched this one also. There's so many, like, little lines, like, throwaway lines, you know, that I was like, wow, that's so fucking funny. I wish it was in a different episode. <laughs> like, totally. Well, it's also funny, too. We were talking about the beats of, like, all of the jokes of, like, them being black, them being black. I have to confess that I still, I also laugh when she goes, what is this, a revival of Raisin in the Sun? <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, it's it's not in the context. You're just like, okay, it's just so lazy. But again, of the time, and she's so adamant about yeah. it. It's really, it's funny. And even when she, um, when they're looking for them at the Capitol, and she's like, is a wrinkled old black woman here? It's like, three, <laughs> 44, and her skin is amazing. But I mean, seriously. Like, I, it is really funny to me. <laughs> Oh and a regal black woman and a yes, exactly. white boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like ridiculous, but yeah, I uh, it it's really it's really fascinating. I think <laughs> the like the whole the whole like again the school of thought. There's like so there's so much that's deep here of thinking about the way race is in America and the way you have to like pursue different things. And again, just going back to the controversy of this blackface scene, you know, where they come in. It's like this awkward uh, moment. I, and also, again, Rose is like, this is just mud on her face. Yeah, like, we're not really. Like, just like, explanation. Ugh. It's like, again, it comes from this, like, place of innocence where it's like you almost, it's, it's almost fine because Rose is just like, she's just behaving in this world, you know. But again, that that's the exact point. You are not... This is the whole idea of white supremacy, particularly in America. You are not absolved just because you're ignorant. Right. Like, you are born into the system, and if you happen to be white, you're benefiting from the system. It is systemic. It has nothing to do with whether or not you are okay with your son marrying a black person, if you're friends with a black person, if you love black people, you love black culture, has nothing to do with that. You're still benefiting from the system, which is the part that, like, a vast majority of white Americans, I would say, do not understand. However, I think a lot of white Americans, more than had been before last summer when this episode was pulled, 
had a little bit better understanding of like the implications of being white. And I think it's just, it's just interesting to play with the Rose character in this. Cause like I said, I do think that like the dandruff line is like pure curiosity, but like you, you can have that innocence of like not understanding the, like and Dorothy even says it, right? She's like, they've been through enough. Yeah. Right. Like right. they don't have it as like a joke, but like, that's also this acknowledgement right. of like the systemic issue, even though Dorothy personally kind of has a problem with it when it gets into her life. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, there's just so many layers here to unpack, which is why I don't think I, I, I do enjoy this episode because like you said at the top, it's an attempt to really have a message. And at this time, in Ronald Reagan's America, and like all of this stuff, like the, Rodney King hasn't even happened yet, and like all, you know, yeah. I mean, there's there's like a lot of messaging here that again builds on All in the Family, builds on right. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, all these other kind of like trying to bring this into a more general public consciousness of white people um, to say that this is okay, right? <laughs> and uh, and again, it's it's absolutely not perfect, and there's a lot wrong with it yeah. from today's perspective, but I really. Um, I think it, it just brings up a lot. It brings up a lot to think about. Yeah, and I think what's interesting is that they kind of have Blanche sort of being uh, almost like the voice of reason. Like, Blanche is the one who gets offended by, like, the implication that, like, she might be being raped, which, you know, is a oh, right. But when Rose is like, watch a white person da dance down the line down the soul tree. Right, you know, like, Blanche right. is the one who kind of brings, like, some levity to that situation. Right. Except that she thinks it's a good time to insert that they have sexual chemistry when all the mothers and aunts are there. It's like... I know. It's so... Yeah, it's just... I don't know. But but she also... Blanche also plays another... Plays into another racist trope of this whole, like, oh, I like, I like black men to, for, to lust uh -huh. after. Yeah. Right? It's not great. And, like, Sophia, too, with this, like, the myth and, like, all this other stuff. And, like, you know, and then they have the the one aunt, like, sort of laugh it off. Like, I'm glad it's true. Yeah. And, like, all this. And you're just, like... And this is what I meant of, like, last episode, our closer. I was, like, we're going to focus on the mud as a right. society. But, like, there's so much more going on here. I think that that part, again, in just, like, Black, Black, Black Joe Cosby show, Martha yeah. the Vandellas. Like, let's just name all of black culture as, like, yeah. our writing here. It's, um... It, it's kind of sad because that scene around the kitchen table is meant to be like, we're actually all getting along yeah. and we're enjoying ourselves and having fun. But then like a bonding moment comes in the form of a, a right. really offensive racist trope. Sure. And it's again, it's one of those like racist tropes that if you don't know a lot about racism, you're like, it's like being like Asian people are good at math. And yeah. you're like, that's not cool to say, right. man. Like, like it's you're good though. You're, yeah. You're, it's a good stereotype. Yeah. And you're like, you're just painting an entire culture. And that's the whole thing. You're not seeing these people as people. You're making jokes again about right. like, just like the color of their skin. And like, that's all that you can see. And again, yes, it's a sitcom. And yes, it's a sitcom about white people. Right. <laughs> and it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot that, it's not excusable, but understanding from the point of view of like how they're writing this episode in 22 minutes or whatever, you can see. But it's just from from where we sit today, it's just like it's just like come on, man, go a little deeper. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's that's totally what it is, and I think it's like you know Blanche having been with black men is painted as really subversive, which is like oh yes, definitely that's something I would like to know. <laughs> yes, which yes. from the south, like right. Sure, that checks out, but it is... It's even more extreme than Benjamin from New Jersey. Right, exactly. It's all very, like, 
surface level, and they can't get into it. They can't get into, like, the culture of white supremacy that we have. Like, I don't expect that, but it is, and even with the lens of whatever, it's disappointing. And I also think that this um, reminded me of, like, the Mammy Watkins episode. You know, like, they're not good at handling race stuff on this show. Like, we've talked about it before, but it'll come up a lot. Like, it is, this is... It just is a little bit uneasy, and it's also frustrating because um, we talked about with Elliot Powell how Rosalind Cash, who plays Lorraine, is actually this like very accomplished, yes, incredible singer. singer. And like we not that like I would want her to sing exactly, but like she's such a prop in this, you know. And like I don't know, it's just it's a little bit weak. Um, And I think the blackface scene is what, or the maybe blackface scene is what got all the press. But like you were saying, there's many more things to complain about in this episode and the series in general about America in general. Like, (laughs) you know, there's a lot that's not done well. And I'm just not really sure how much credit to give for trying to address it. That's true. Because I think it's, there is some nobility in trying to bring that up in a sitcom form of like, who cares, you know, whatever, and, like, look, they have this problem, and they have this problem, and, but it's not done in a very sophisticated or sort of thoughtful way, and I, I that's kind of par for the course for, like, yeah. 80s TV Right, show. and that, but that, that's, I think, part and parcel is, like, for the time, it's actually way more ahead of other shows, right. like, trying to address it, but yes, but, like, looking at, like, how it actually worked out, yeah. and to contrast it with talking about um, Barbara Thorndike. Right. They really, I mean, it's only a blip at the very end of the episode, but Dorothy hits that so head on. It's so serious. And it's so like, this will not be tolerated. Mm -hmm. Whereas like in this, we, oh God, you know, it's like, it's like these really like, and you're like, oh, it's just how white people of that age are. And you're like, but that should get as much vitriol as anti-Semitism. Yeah. And again, from the vantage point, and again, they can't go through it in this episode. There's not enough time. It's not the whole like script, but like there is no examining of why she has a problem with that. Right. Particularly also like after, and again, again, the the trope and the focus is like, okay, well, the quote unquote, like being uncomfortable with the race of uh, my kid's partner has to necessarily happen on the part of Lorraine's mother. Mm -hmm. Because of right. the role That's reversal, also like, and because black people don't like white people, it's like, ugh. I know, and it's just, ugh, it's really, it is again, again, the part where she's like, since Diana Ross married a white man, everyone's yeah, gotta have one. Yeah, I mean, that it's is like, kind of it is kind of funny, right? So like, there's just, it's it's a mixed bag as yeah. usual, but um, you know, they they try to subvert the. Dorothy being like, well, I don't have a problem with the race. I have a problem with the age. And you're like, no, but you do have a problem with the race. Like, right. we saw it. And you, you literally yeah. said, oh, God. Yeah. And it's like, th- that that piece is what I really want to unpack. And I would love, it would be wonderful for this show to handle it with that, again, like I said, the same, like, this is unacceptable tone and feeling that they attacked, like, an anti-Semitic policy. Yeah. And it's... It's not the same no, thing. No, no, but but it's 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 a somewhat parallel where it's like they don't explore it. And yeah. like I get it. There're no black writers. There's Jewish writers. Right. Like I, I get it, but it's like one of those things where again, <laughs> accessibility and making sure that you actually diversify like people working on projects, you're going to get much more better perspective. Better. Yeah. Right, completely. And I think that like I'm trying to think of the things that I think they did right here um just to not be so neg 
but it's Big. <laughs> a little bit hard. So I do think when Michael has a conversation with her, and he's he's pretty casual about it. He's like, "Well, she's black." He he does it in this way where he he's anticipating his mother's right. reaction, but he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care, and he's also it, it's it seems like a very non thing to him. Like he knows it's something he needs to tell Dorothy about, but yes. he doesn't feel affected by it. And like they both kind of acknowledge that like she's much older and but like you know like they're mismatched in some ways. But the fact that he doesn't care and the fact that she doesn't care, I do think is is it's like got the pieces of being a, yeah out now progressive storyline um for the time but yeah and like the other thing is the whole b story of rose and blanche like trying to lose weight or trying to like oh my it's god it's like so it, it's <laughs> a little bit lazy you know yeah. like there's no like totally. obviously it makes sense that they would be focused on this one big a arc here because it's a pretty big deal yes um well it's still i mean i think it's still much more of a dynamic storyline mud faces excluded right, yeah. of like how that actually which is funny that that's the b story exactly right? yeah um that's the b story meeting the a story to be fair yeah that's way more compelling than like next episode we'll see like blanche's bed as a right. b story and you're oh, like how is so that e it's an anecdote it's not what even, is it? yeah. yeah totally it's nothing but um but i'm getting ahead of myself i really do enjoy the scene where lorraine talks to dorothy um but i mean but only because I'm disappointed in Dorothy. I think Lorraine makes an incredibly like salient point about like the boy next door and like, Hey, I already was in a terrible marriage. Like just because I was supposed to. Yeah. So I'm making a good decision here. And she even says, she says like very maturely, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. And right. all this other stuff. And she's not going to, she's not even going to begin to address, like she also knows yeah. that, that Dorothy has a problem with her being black. It's not just about age. Right. And that's like a whole package where she's like, you know, he's white, you're black. He's 30, yeah. 23, you're 44, all this other stuff. Um, but I, I do love, again, like Rosalind Cash is amazing. And I, I do love how she plays the character of just being like, I'm making my own decisions. I'm yeah. a grown woman, you know? Yeah. And like, this is going to happen. Yeah, so. she's pretty unrelenting and she's pretty, yeah. you know, like it's a very awkward situation to imagine like being with your boyfriend's mother or your fiance's mother I guess you just met who like totally. has a problem with you you know like exactly so it's hard to I don't know and that even that scene feels like tense in a way that I don't like it doesn't feel just you mean like, after they break the ice yeah, it still just, like, feels uncomfortable. And then when Dorothy's like, you know, I don't have to be logical here, like, I can't give you my blessing, blah, 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 that, sure. Like, I don't love that, obviously, but yeah. I understand that that's, like, a realistic thing. It's just, like, I feel like you can just tell this episode was, um, there was not many black people consulted, or and people of any, any person of color, you yes. know, like, it is, I don't know. Yeah. It, I just, it. I knew it was going to be difficult, or not even difficult, like, I knew I was going to have a problem with it yeah. going yeah, in, yeah. but I just, I kind of never lost that uneasy feeling Interesting. Yeah, so. yeah, interesting. I think the line, um, <laughs> the line for the very quick argument that Michael has with Dorothy, where again, like, let's speed this yeah. episode along, where it's just like, hi, here's God, I'm marrying, and then it's like, blow it Totally. Um, also leave. He, go seriously, seriously go, go get married. Whatever, man. You had no problem before, you know. No, oh my but God, um, yeah. where he says, you know, he goes, for someone who's not sure what she's saying, you're certainly saying a hell of a lot. First of all, 
fucking love that yeah, line. Yeah, true. Love it. Call her out on that shit. But what a metaphor for how ra- how people, who white Are people, yeah. talk about race a lot. Yeah. They're just like, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they fit in. I just don't really like her style. A little style. Urban, I, a little, yeah. yeah, aggressive. Or like, all of those like microaggression-y comments. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, you know, it's just such a it powerful line that, that could apply true. to so many different things, which I love. Also, yeah. I can't take Michael seriously at the same time, even though I love that line where he's got a cuffed up sports yeah. coat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he wears 80s. two different ones. Yeah, it's that's so great. He's very Don Johnson. He's like, look, I can't. You know, I need to use my forearms. I'm a man this. now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I shave my mustache and I wear a sports coat, but yeah. cuffed up. It's really hilarious. Oh my god. Um, also, I just I want to comment too on when they're talking with Dorothy about like, hey, you know, you got to be careful when you push your kid away, and like that. You know, this is a recurring theme mm-hmm. throughout the entire uh, series of like making a tough decision with regards to your kid and how you might lose their relationship. And Blanche talks about Becky. Yeah. And I it's, know. it's what amazing. A yeah. What a callback. And it actually, it felt awesome because it gave me a window into what the show would be like if there was continuity. Yeah. And I feel like it would be so incredibly layered. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know what a concept was like if they were actually all interconnected. Right. Yeah. Cause I was like, that's like one of the few, if only, times they actually reference something that really happened. In Not the show. just a character. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Recently, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? No, definitely. I, I wrote that too. And I um I also it's interesting because it comes up every time Michael's in the show, it feels pretty clear to me that he and Dorothy don't have like a great relationship. Yeah. Right. But it never comes up like when Blanche is having trouble, Dorothy never relates to her on that level. You're like right. at least like you know, but it, she has that thing with Kate, but Kate's such a non-factor, really. Michael, like, he struggles a little bit with, like, finding himself, and, like, yeah. Dorothy really doesn't understand him, and then, you know, he gets married and eventually comes back because they, like, broke up or whatever. Like, it's all, and we've said this before, Michael is really a lot like Stan. Yes. Like, he seems very much, and so, like, they have a super complicated relationship that we never really get to... Unpacked. dive into yeah. but even this one and all the other ones really that he makes an appearance it feels very clear to me that he's just like a little bit disappointing a little bit confusing to her yeah. and um I don't know I thought that was interesting like we don't get into that as much. we don't get to explore it you're mm-hmm. right and that's that must be part of uh you know Dorothy's machinations when she's like trying to you know take in it all at once yeah, is also exactly. like your troubled son right. who like you don't really have a great relationship Mm-mm. with and again to Blanche's point you're like I can't really push him away but I also don't feel good about that it's so fascinating yeah it's really I, fascinating. the dynamics are wild I know um and it is I, I think that they actually tie it up you know it's a easy out but like the fact that there's a they're gonna have a grandchild I think is kind of nice and they are like all right whatever who cares like and I think that actually is like holding a mirror up to America like if you you know like who cares like if there's a baby or something that you really want and you're able to just like overlook all these dumb things that are not important you know I think that that is really good there is I wanted to ask you, so when they're going back with the Roger Lamar thing, um, Lorraine's mother says, like, do you want him to be a choreographer? Yeah. Is, is that a gay joke? I think so. Okay. But, like, is there, I don't know, we should ask Matt Browning, like, is there a famous uh, choreographer? 
Name Roger? I, I don't mean, know. I actually, Matt Browning's book has been very useful also. <laughs> there's so many, like, there's, like, a bunch of references, like, Jimmy Swaggart in the last one yeah. that, like, I needed to look up. I know. Isn't that wild? But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm mm. also just, like, it's really funny. Just, <laughs> it's, like, the trope of, like, naming a baby, like, Murray. Yeah. You're, like, how old is it? Like, Roger yeah, as yeah. a baby today just feels so weird, Yeah, right? maybe it ends up being Bobby. I know. Yeah, yeah, who knows? Lamar works better. I'm, I'm on, uh, I'm Lamar's on her side. Lamar's born Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, even acknowledging, like, pin a kick me sign, like, there's a lot mm -hmm. that's there. And yeah. Going back to what you're saying, like, holding a mirror up to America, like, this is, it's so tragic, but I just thought of this, of, like, how people are so dedicated to these beliefs, and I get it, we were raised in this terrible soup, yeah. and it's very hard, and need, you need to actually apply work, and intellect, and emotions to pull yourself out of it and see the other side, holding that mirror, to get out of this white supremacist weird, like, way, and all other prejudices, right, in general, but, like, I, back when, uh, like, ACLU and, and HRC were all fighting for marriage equality, mm. um, uh, decades after the yeah, Golden Girls exactly. addressed it, but, you know, back in, in the, the early, you know, the 2010s, yeah. um, I, I made phone calls for the ACLU, and I was calling, I was in Oregon at the time, I was calling, like, rural Oregon voters mm. to, like, basically convince them that they should support this. So I end up on the phone for like 30 minutes with this older man, um, lived in rural Oregon, and he's, we're basically having like a heart to heart about his gay son Ooh. that he basically kicked out of the house who knows how long ago. And he's like crying on the phone to me about how he doesn't have a relationship. And also, I mean, I'm 20 nothing. I'm yeah. trying, I mean, this honestly should have been like a crisis text line kind of conversation about like trying to, con you know, yeah. convince him like. And I, I don't even remember what I said, but I said something to the effect of, like, why don't you call him? You know, like, all, I mean, all this stuff. And he basically was caught between his um, beliefs that, like, gay, he can't have a relationship with gay people, that it's, like, terrible. Yeah. And his absolute anguish over not having a relationship right. with his child. And it's, it's just, I just thought of that here, because it's really fascinating where it's, like, I'm going to be against it. And to your point, the grandkid turns it around because mm. you're like, this isn't just about getting rid of a relationship with, you know, your kid or kids, but also your grandkids right. that might appear. And, you know, of course, it doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally really, I mean, and, you know, we can't we can't go as deep as to, like, you know, handle either a miscarriage or Michael not being in his baby's life. Right, because he just leaves, by the way. And, yeah, leaves. exactly. He's just kicked out of the house and who knows yeah. what happens there. So, anyway, it's... um. It's just, yeah, it's really, uh, there's a lot going on. No, and I think that, um, you know, like, this idea, I am somebody who, I am very uh, sort of staunch in my beliefs and a very principled person, so I get the concept of, you know, being conflicted between a personal relationship and a belief, but yeah. I think... You know, obviously where it loses me is, like, if your beliefs are to exclude or to hate or to judge or whatever, like, yeah. that's not a good belief. <laughs> like, you know, so I think that... But and you easier, can't actually care about a person that you have a relationship with. Right, if, if you're not if, willing to, like, you know, embrace yes, all of it. So yes. I think that it is, like, conceptually I understand the concept, but I think that, um, you know, that's sort of where it becomes a little bit like, silly in a way, you know, because I think the argument is yeah. always like, well, you know, who cares, just let that go, and it's, 
there is, yeah, that's easier said than done, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think sort of what we're, we've said a couple times is like, it's about like educating yourself also on like, why do you have these beliefs? And yeah, like, exploring what is the it. of them? And like, right. are they real or are they just because you've been taught that like, this thing is wrong or like th- these people are less than you and like why you know yes, like yes ugh. and what that curiosity is almost what I was getting at with like the rose thing even though it's very surface yeah. level is that asking questions is is a good thing yeah. to educate yourself sometimes it's very superficial about like literal just body function of right. band like I don't have black skin what does it look like you yeah. know like all of that kind of stuff um, and that's a, a cheap line. It's a weird, it's weird that I keep fixating on it, but I think no, it's just think like it's the compulsion yeah. of like wanting to unpack those things. Right. And when you really get to it, when you say, why do I believe this? Yeah. And that's really, that can be powerful. Yeah. But, but again, we don't get that. Into no, it. we don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, the, so <laughs> there's a lot of great, uh, lines in this one. I just want to go through, cause again, like we said at the beginning, you know, it's, it's complex, but there also are moments of levity. I think even more than the previous episode. Yeah. We were I kind agree. of talking about like the dud storylines. Um, also, this isn't even funny, but I actually just, I love the way when Lorraine introduces Michael to her mother and aunts, she says it like so sexily. Yeah. She goes, and this is Michael. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn. It's like actually a kind of a nice. There is chemistry between yes, the two of them. Yeah, totally. Sure. It's really, it's really, really lovely. So, um, <laughs> and then she's like talking about, oh, you called a skinny white boy. She's like, I think she meant Michael. Yeah. She's like, you got that right. And yeah. she's like, well, it was easy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's, it's really, so it's really pretty funny. So again, she's just like, yeah, I'm po- pointing it out. Like yeah. there's two, two, different, two different skin tones. On brand. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, also I love when she's like, you know, Rose, sometimes I wish somebody would turn the hose on your parents. Yes. <laughs> So good. Oh my god, it's so great. I also love the when she goes sing a chorus of Abraham Martin and John. She just goes, Is she for real? I know that and like that is like that is where it could be. They could all bond over the yes. fact that Rose is so fucking good. <laughs> like, you know, like that there's glimmers of that. Yes. And I well, think they, even when they like, say I've got someone one one just a home just like her. Yeah, that's another one. Like you're you know, right. Blips of it. Yes. You're right. You're right. That and that's that's a bonding moment that's not as we said before, I think one of the most offensive racial pieces in this episode is when they're talking about black men in bed. Yeah. And I it, it, that's actually funny. So so Dr. Stephen Thrasher, another expert scholar on the Golden Girls, wrote a piece for Vulture about this called The Real Mud on the Golden Girls and he in fact is like not only is the mud face thing not the most racist moment like in the series, it's not even in this episode because no, right. that would be when they're talking about this trope, which yeah. is really, you know. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I really recommend reading that piece. And there's a bunch of other, like, obviously when this episode got pulled, there was a ton of media coverage. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and I think it's really, you know, it's worth reading and hearing the different perspectives because I actually think the overall, or I don't know, what I was seeing from, like, writers and stuff that I follow were like, you don't really need to pull it, but, like, you know, let's talk about the racism in this show yes. from, like, there's a, many more racist things that happen throughout the series of this show. I would argue that the whole Mammy storyline, but also just, like, other small things. Like, anytime there's somebody of yeah. another race, it's, like, that's the punchline, which, mm-hmm. you know, we have talked about and we will talk about again. But, so I think that that was the main perspective that I was seeing, but I would really encourage anybody who to watch this episode and then to read about it. 
yeah, I think that the you're absolutely right, and I think the the idea of all of these types of episodes, and again, literally watching a show that's almost forty years old, right? Of right. like you you necessarily things are going to change, and that's part of the excitement of now analyzing it and saying, look where we've come today. This is the same. This is very different. Yeah, you know, all of the differences, and I think um, you know, especially this is a huge scholarly and otherwise conversation about media like past media Mm -hmm. that represents terrible things and i honestly think that one of the best um sort of comments on it is uh i think it's warner brothers warner brothers and disney actually had like a warning went in front of you know when you can stream like old it's like you know bugs bunny bugs bunny and stuff or like all of the awful shit that, that Walt Disney put together, um, particularly like in Dumbo or Rare Song Rabbit of the South yeah. and all of that, of like a warning of like, okay, here's an acknowledgement. Things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't make it right back then. It was wrong back then. We have that awareness now, but we're also not going to just fully remove it and erase it from our public consciousness because we can learn from it. Right, and also because I think that it's very complicated, but I think that the erasure thing is what American history classes have done with yes. like slavery or like Reconstruction or the post-slavery, you know, civil rights and stuff. Like, it, at least like from my in my high school history experience, it was like, oh yeah, slavery happened. It was real bad. Then it was fine. You know, like it was so totally. sanitized. And yes. so I do think the effort to not just sanitize it and be like, here is, you should really look at this because you need to have the historical context of like yes. what the media was and what people were seeing and how that influenced their views and stuff. I think that's really important. And I don't think there's any, you know, like I'm not saying we should, um, I'm not saying there's no place for removing stuff that's yes. purely yes. motivated, you know, through other things. But as far as like historical context, I do think it's important to provide that. And Absolutely. so I, I think something like this doesn't need to be completely inaccessible, but it does need to be criticized. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And the number one reason to do that is because it still is affecting us today. And right. everything happening today is a ripple effect from something that happened before. Yeah. And if you don't acknowledge that, you know, and you pretend that the Confederate flag was just, oh, it's our, our culture. And like, it, it's just, it, there's not, you're not looking at the wounds right. and you're, you're just, you're literally whitewashing exactly. everything. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's really fascinating. And I, I think, um, yeah, definitely reading more from Stephen Thrasher and others, like talking about this is, I think that they all feel the same way. It's like, you can appreciate the show for so many different things. You can also criticize it. Yeah, and you should. Exactly. Yeah. You should, because it, it, that's how we learn. And that's how, you know, we. I, I guarantee, like, people who worked on that show and, like, had a lot of thoughts and feelings yeah, <laughs> about sure. when, when it was, like, thrust into the public consciousness. Um, one other line that I really just want to comment on is, adults aren't allowed to ride the little horsey in front of the AMP. <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed to do everything. <laughs> It's so amazing. It's so incredible. But, uh, yeah. I mean, so what else do you have? Anything else? No, I don't think so. I um, I feel like we really... There's a a lot to say there. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Luckily, we have have a really very light program coming up next. Uh, Join us next time. We're going to discuss a very disturbing and abusive public television children's program and the star of the show who desperately needs therapy. We can all unite that that's a bad episode. The next one. (laughs) Take care, everybody.